Warning, this is a satirical rugby podcast for degenerate gamblers, rugby fanatics, and anyone in between. If that sounds like you, you've come to the right place. If you're easily offended, oh well, who cares, who knows, why bother? Rugby fanatics and anybody in between. My name is BT. And on behalf of my co-host Uncle Johnny, welcome to Rugby Pickin'. Welcome. That's Uncle Johnny right there. Not much for intros, uh, but we'll get straight into it. We want to set the week-to-week betting lines, the spreads for the MLR games. We've been rugby guys for a long time. Uncle Johnny's seen a couple things in the trenches. Big. Well, big club guy, you know, now that pro's here, he's ready to pull out his old journalism tricks, get those inside scoops. And uh, yeah, we are going to every week tell you who we think the favorites are, the underdogs. We're going to set the spreads, overs, unders, prop bets, you name it, we're going to do it. Uh, Because if Vegas is not interested in handicapping these games with a league in its first year and some uncertainty, well... I guess we'll take that onus upon ourselves. Right, and rugby's a game of angles, so we'll give you the angles. Yeah, I mean, we can safely say we're the uh, only podcast out right now giving you point spreads, so uh, self-proclaimed experts. But let's get straight into it. Team analysis. We'll start with the Seawolves, uh, who had the, I guess, non-existent preseason? Um, and a bit of a preseason. It's yeah. just a little off radar. They didn't but... play any games as the Seawolves. Yeah, they're um, a little off radar. But they did uh, go down to Houston, played as the Seattle Saracens, uh, lost down there. But let's uh, hear a bit about the team. They are going to be playing at Starfire Stadium in uh, Tuquila, I believe, Seattle. Um, they hosted the Club 2014 Sevens. Sevens uh, yeah. That's when I went out there. Uh, saw the field. Capacity is about 4,500. You can be sure that we're tracking attendance every week, seeing which teams are uh, pulling, putting asses in seats. Because, you know, with any new league, you got to get people there. You got to show revenue. That's what all the MLR clubs are going to try and do. So, Tequila, uh, Washington, Starfire Stadium, they got 4,500. Let's see if they sell it out each week. They're going to be pulling their talent uh, from Seattle clubs. Uh, British Columbian Canadian clubs, some Cap Maple Leafs there on the roster. Uh, but for the most part, this core group is going to be the Seattle Saracens, the old old Puget Sound Beach Club, um, who was dominant in Club Sevens for a long time. Uh, big roster names. Let's start right off the bat with our first player coach. We love a good player coach. I mean, it's like a walking contradiction. <laughs> Phil Mack. Uh, the Canadian Nine has stepped in after some visa debacles with their original coaches. 
And, uh, you know, times are changing here in the U.S. You got, you got to get your papers right. To tight, tight borders, man. Yeah. No, and rugby is one of those sports. We thrive off internationals. I mean, um, anybody who's played in the Southern Hemisphere, the standard's high. The United States needs those kind of people to come here, play, and coach. So if you're uh, potentially wanting to play in the MLR, make sure your uh, your visas are all squared away. Anyhow, Papers. Phil Max going to step in as the player coach. We got Shalom Sunula, Olive Khalifi, uh, Mike Pelifal, all on the roster. Eric Duchel, the beast. Um, some old school Eagles here on this core team. Let's see. There's Ray Barkwell, Canadian prop. Tim Metcher, Melbourne Rebels tight head prop, and uh, Big Reichert Hatton, 6'5", 235, came up through the Blue Bulls, um, but we uh, he played on that Misfits team in Aspen Ruggerfest, and uh, he's a big unit. Tough guy to tackle, um, but they have some big size. Will Holder's been stepping in as the fly half, but what I'm seeing with this team is good cohesion, some of the old school Eagles in there who have gotten caps in the early 2000s. Uh, but what you're going to see with this team are people that know how to work together, that understand their culture inside and out. Um, let's also shout our first football crossover. Lerome White, Louisville lineman, signed with them. So you can be guaranteed uh, we're going to be following our football crossovers. Yeah, we're hopeful for these guys. Uh, it's always a tough uh, tough at this level, especially right, because what what these clubs need is rugby IQ, as people say. But uh, we want we want to see some success from these footballers. Perry Baker, Kayvon Williams, a lot of talent comes from the football community. I mean, I always say Americans have the best athletes in the world. We just also have the best arrangement of sports. So if we can get all our best athletes on the rugby field, we'll be doing something right. Uh, but this club has gotten investment from Canterbury Rugby and the Crusaders. We don't know if it's a monetary investment, but there's certainly going to be some player swaps, some development going on in between each of those clubs. And uh, shout out to our own Barbo fan. Um, by that, I mean our Denver Barbarian family, Mikey Garrity, a.k.a. Professor Puzzles, the Colorado boy. Um, signing with the Seattle Seawolves. You can find him in the centers or get the big bruiser out on the wing where he played uh, for the pro rugby Denver team uh, a couple years back. But let me just tell you right now, um, as anybody who's gone through an injury, my guy, Mike Garrity, he uh, got his first cap, was feeling himself in the pro, uh, pro rugby, scoring tries left and right, and then in the championship game, tore his ACL. It's been a long way back. But uh, I just want to give a shout-out to anybody that fights through an injury. Two years later, here he is, back on an MLR roster. Watch out for him. And uh, also another shout-out, recent signing, Jeremy Missilewega, a.k.a. Missile. Um, young gun, been playing Denver Barbarian 7s for a while. And uh, fun little fact about Missile, he stayed in my spare room last summer. Uh, while he was here competing with the Barbos and ate nothing except hamburger helper over rice and hot dogs all summer. Mm. So the boys in Seattle can be sure that Missile's going to be all meated up and ready for the season. Fuel. <laughs> Got to love it. Uh, right on to the San Diego Legion, uh, a roster that's just star-studded. Uh, we'd like to see what they have to offer in this first week. Um, they they have a, probably a right-sized stadium from what I would see. Capacity is 6,000. 
at Torero Stadium and it's seeing some rugby as well. So, you know, hopefully people in SoCal know it as a destination spot. And Well, the Chargers are gone. <laughs> San Diego, you're the worst sports fans in the world. But support your San Diego Legion. We want to fit, we want to see Torero Stadium at capacity each week. That's where the initial MLR final will be in uh, late June, I think. Mid June, who knows? That's down the line. But that's going to be at Torero Stadium. Yeah, and with their roster, I think um, you know they. Everybody would like to say that they've got a good shot to end up playing at home in that final. We just got to see them click, uh, especially with the type of backline names they have. They're just going to need some time together to to really gel and get cohesive. Uh, they got some big roster names, Cam Dolan, Zee Nguenya, uh, Ben Sima has been really coming into his own on the Eagles circuit. Uh, Nate Augsburger, Ryan Mathias, really a star-studded roster. They have um, you know some established fan base there too, so... I think little Mikey Teo still running around, just uh, really uh, on his game as well. Yeah, we used to play him back uh, against Belmont in the old PRP. He might be one of the most elusive players. Very, very hard to tackle. Mikey Teo, slippery as hell. But they're going to be pulling their talent uh, out of San Diego. Um, The OTC is there. I've heard there's an arrangement where players could be available for the Legion. Wonder if we'll see our Denver Barbarian family boys out there. Ben Pinkelman, Kayvon Williams, maybe putting on a Legion jersey. Yeah, huh? we'll see. That. We'll believe it when I see it. Uh, those sevens guys are pretty well committed, but uh, no, nah, yeah, they they got their eye. Be nice. They got their eye on the uh, sevens circuit and the sevens World Cup this summer. Which, by the way, rugby pick them. We'll have boots on the ground uh, late July in San Francisco when the Rugby World Cup sevens uh, takes place. But let's hop back to San Diego. Yeah, they got a football crossover there too. Uh, Aaron Mitchell from Fresno State, um, and then you know they're, they they may have. We're going to be looking at uh, fun names that we just really love. Rugby names are fun, right? So Cheetah's prop, Dolph Bota, Bota, Ooh, Ufa. And uh, before moving on, quick shout out. Matt Hawkins, uh, the coach, a.k.a. the polar bear, who's pretty much the founder of the, uh, the player coach role. Player coach role. Uh, back when he was the sevens coach, he uh, called his own name on a roster. So we love a good walking contradiction, which is what a player coach is. And Matt Hawkins pretty much invented it. On to Utah. Uh, short preseason, they lost to Glendale at home, where we heard Rio Tinto sold 9,000 tickets. Uh, so that's the biggest capacity we've seen. They also lost a close one uh, to the Ontario Arrows at home. Uh, their talent pool is definitely going to be the Salt Lake City area, Park City. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of players who come from Pacific Island countries. Um, so we're going to see a lot of those Islander connects. Uh, big roster name, Paul Lasique, uh, played had a cup of coffee with the uh, Chicago Bears. NFL transfer, how about that? Don Patti, Jared, and John Whitby, those three were all stalwarts of the Utah Sevens, um, who's won back-to-back national titles. And uh, John Collin, the big man, who's unfortunately currently sidelined with a knee injury. And lastly, they just signed big David Temelau, uh, who's been playing over in the French D2 with Narbonne. Um, and lastly, Kurt Marath was just signed, the Tongan number 10, 
Um, he played uh, a bit in the pro rugby he with San Diego. Pro. Yep, yeah. yep. And he just showed up, uh, according to uh, The Wire, he just showed <laughs> up on on U.S. soil, and they say he's fit and ready to play. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, lastly, shout out uh, little Aniki Falmasili uh, was on the roster. He had a cup, cu- cup of coffee with the Barbos a couple years back. Um, but let's go on to Austin Elite. Yeah, and also in Utah, they they just got to tighten up that uh, deal uh, with their stadium. I guess they had a lot of people show up, but they only had like one gate opened up. The people that were running the show there at the stadium didn't really believe their estimates that they were going to have so many people show up. So they only opened one gate, stranding a bunch of fans out uh, for the first 20 minutes of the game trying to get in. So let you know, let's try to tighten that yeah. up and, and get the people into the seats if they want to actually pay money to come in. Okay. Um, Send an email up to management. <laughs> Austin, um, you know, they're they're kind of a tough one to... To peg. They really are. I mean, you, you want you want them to succeed. They've got a good network. They got, to, they got the people behind the scenes that are really supporting it. Uh, announced today that Todd Clever is going to be putting the boots back he's on. He's back. His hair is longer and thicker than ever, and he's freaking back. Can yeah. you believe it? I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> God love him. I, you know, I, I, it's hard to stay away from rugby, right? It's a beautiful, yeah, I mean, beautiful game. If you, if you can still play, why would you stop? And you know, they're going to need a little bit more than that, I think, but that's, that's a, a shot in the arm type of thing, right? So yeah. people just kind of get get excited about it. But Let's talk about their talent pull. Uh, Austin Huns won the championship last year. A lot of those players made the transfer. Uh, but there's going to be a big Safa connection through Pedri Vandenberg, who's down there uh, running things. He put his boots on for a scrimmage a couple weeks back, but um, he's definitely working with personnel, coaching, all those things. So you can bet a lot of South Africans are going to come through that Austin Elite team. They're going to be playing their home games at Round Rock Complex, a uh, small stadium, but they just added 2,300 seats, bringing the total capacity to 2,800. So that's actually our smallest stadium capacity. So maybe Austin uh, leads the league in sellouts. Who yeah, knows? I mean, if they can sell it out, it's good, eh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We, we don't know a ton about this. They played a limited preseason, didn't really get any wins. We'll be uh, at the game Saturday um, in Glendale, and we'll see how they uh, hit out on their first run. But on to New Orleans, 2-2-1 two, two, and one in their preseason um, against MLR teams. They're going to be playing their home games at Eagle Athletic Facility at Shaw High School. Natural turf, permanent lighting, 3,000 capacity. Just an old school Friday Night Lights football stadium down in NOLA. They're going to be pulling their talent, obviously locally from New Orleans RFC, but everybody here knows these are essentially your New Orleans aviators. Big, big, big unit of this team comes from the Ohio Aviators. And Metropolis. From and Metropolis as well. And Metropolis. Yeah. Uh, the core squad. Big names. Um, Taylor Haddon, Barbo fan. Longtime Barbo. Just the hell of a guy to go out and have a beer with, play rugby with, uh, shoot the shit with. Old Fat Tails. Uh, PH, of course. Um, he's going to be running show at number 10, Sebastian Calm, the Argentinian. At number 8, J.P. Eatloth. Uh, prop Ben Tarr is going to be in there. Uh, shout out to Australia's most fearsome, B. 
big game fish, big game fisherman on the central coast. Uh, Bobby Johns, Cam Falcon, Canadian prop Hubert Bidens, who uh, according to the team picks might have our early nomination for best beard. But we're going to have to wait till week three. So we see them all on the TV screen before we decide who's getting the nod for best beard in the MLR. Um, he's from Saskatoon, Canada. And then uh, Matt Houston at Flanker. All these guys, or uh, the majority of them, um, JP Elos, Sebastian Collin, Taylor Howden, Houston, they're all Ohio guys. It's a good squad. Uh, yeah. And they're playing pretty well together as a team. Sabercats from Houston, uh, they're 2 0 and 2 against MLR teams preseason. So, some interesting uh, stats on Houston and the recent and their recent uh, history playing. They're they're kind of clicking. I think as a team, I think that's a, that could be a strength for them. Uh, they've played a bunch of games. They're getting some time on the pitch. Five teams from Texas, three Canadian clubs. Uruguayan national team, three American clubs, had a tight one uh, against Nyack, who is is showing up, you know, uh, as always. But Dyer Stadium uh, is their home stadium, and you know they're pulling a lot from from Texas, which is a strong rugby community. But they also have some big names coming in, like Zach Pangelinen, still hot stepping. Speaking of hot stepping, Colony Sal. Yeah. My, my word. Fijian I want to see gold medalist. I want to see him just do his thing out there. Uncle Johnny, don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with this, this Houston team is definitely Texas's favorite. They've shown great crowds over at Dell Diamond, but they're going to be playing their home games in the new stadium, Dyer Stadium. Couldn't get the uh, attendance specs on that one, but I'm sure all the teams will be reporting week in and week out. Uh, some other big names in the Ford Pack. Matt Truville, another player coach. We love a good player coach. Uh, prop Cody Jones. He might have the best mustache in the league per their team pictures. And uh, back rower Kyle Sumsion. I don't know if I'm saying that last name right. Sumsion? Sumsion. I, I believe. Some, you're making a good an, an assumption. <laughs> yes. Right. He's 6'2", 255. He, 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 absolutely gets around the park. I think he used to play for BYU. Matter of fact. And that brings us to our last team, Glendale. The Glendale Raptors. I've Spent plenty of times uh, playing these guys in the old PRP days. Um, Infinity Park, Rugby Town, USA, 5,000 seat capacity. You can find the mayor up there in the Tri Club running the uh, USA Rugby Mafia from his uh, bar stool over there. Old Mike Donovan, give him a shout out. Um, but yeah, uh, Andre Snyman built it. Davey Williams has refined it. This club knows what they're doing. They've had success for many a year now, I don't even have to go into the names. Uh, Will Maggie, Big Luke White, um, playing in the prop or second row. He's ran me over plenty of times. Uh, ben Landry, 6'6 plus club. Um, Sean Davies has a ton of experience. He's going to be their primary scrummy. And Maximo de Acheval, Barbo fam. He's played, put a ton of miles on with the Denver Barbarians over the years. But uh, Maximo's getting paid to play rugby. Yeah, one of the most underrated players uh, in 15s and 7s over the years, really, yeah. I feel. 
He, uh, we're, we're just going to nickname him right now. I mean, I think he has such a good first name. Nobody's gave him a nickname, but we're going to call him the wizard because the guy just makes plays out there. Not the fastest, not the, you know, springiest in the step. He just sees the field, makes plays with the boot and the hands. Uh, lastly, shout out sneaky Atamalifa will be uh, spelling in there in the centers. Don't Uh, fall for his dummy. Yeah. Fefe Uso. Um, but yeah, that Glendale team stacked. They just added new signings. Dylan Fawcett, a.k.a. The Butcher, and Australian flanker Sam Fig, who just uh, competed in Hong Kong Sevens with Australia. And lastly for Glendale, uh, shout-outs, Ted the Spread Browner. Uh, nobody knows. Nobody has their pulse on the rugby in the Denver area better than touch legend and Glendale Ford's coach, Ted Ted Turner. the Spread. Um, so our takeaways is Houston's played the longest preseason. Austin, Seattle, San Diego have shorter track records. Um, but who really knows? I mean, the regular season is all that matters. And I guess we'll see week one who's going to be bringing their stuff. But little nugget on 2019. Rugby United New York. Rooney is a uh, locked in as a 2019 participant. They are going to play their games in Gaelic Park in the Bronx with 2000 seating capacity um according to matt mccarthy in the rugby wrap-up which by the way can i just say i am a huge fanboy <laughs> i'm a fanboy i mean yeah, my my matt mccarthy's rugby wrap-up is the best rugby podcast going it's the only rugby podcast i'll ever plug on this uh but we're huge fans he had owner james kennedy on to talk a little bit about rugby united new york and uh, and i quote james kennedy will play and beat the mlr all-stars this Rugby United team, they're not going to be participating in this year's comp, but uh, let's just say their owner is uh, pretty confident. Go on Yeah. Well, he's an Irishman, so he'll back himself there. Um, and then we have the Ontario Arrows. Apparently their money has been paid. They're just waiting on some red tape. And by when I say money has been paid, each one of these teams had to front roughly half a million dollars, which is basically – foreshadowing five years worth of player salaries because if you want to build something good you got to give players stability you got to let them know that uh it's not going to fizzle out in one year like maybe another rugby league i don't know like yeah Uh, never heard of it we'll get we'll get on to that a little bit later um but that's our little preview most importantly though we're here for spreads prop bets everything gambling let's start in with our season prop bets we're going to run down to real quick johnny let's start 100 point games Will there be a 100-point game this year in the MLR? It's only happened four times in Super Rugby since inception. And, of course, I mean both teams combined score here. Um, But we have 31 games, including playoffs, on the MLR schedule. Will one of these go over 100? Over-under is set at a half game. (laughs) I'm going under. It's a tough... uh, What, do you hate offense? I I think it's going to be a free-flowing, you know, uh, look at the rosters, right? So we had a lot of free-flowing rugby with with pro. Uh, These rosters look really fun, explosive, uh, and they're going to want to put a good product on the field. Um, I just don't know, uh, even if there's blowouts, I don't know if we're clearing 100. The only thing way I think it can happen is that bench players are going to be so hungry to like prove their mark. Let's say a team empties their bench and they're up 60 to 10 yeah, and they just keep the ball rolling. Um, so we'll see. I- I'm going over. I think it'll happen. 100, okay. One 100 point game. Um, next prop bet, most tries in a game. Putting that at over under 11 and a half tries. Now, Super Rugby 
has hit 14 collective tries four times in its entire history. Uh, do you think we'll see any games that go over 11 and a half tries? Woo! I, I mean, I love offense, so I, I of I course, want this I think we're going to clear it. I think that, yeah. you know, it, it seems like a contradiction when we're talking about the previous stat. But, yeah, I think I think there's going to be plenty of try scoring. All right. All right. Johnny wants to go over there. We'll uh, let you know. Well, I'm sure you'll know if we get our first 12 try game. So there'll be plenty of uh, highlights to, to watch after that. On to our next prop bet. Oldest and youngest player to get a start. We're going to start with the oldest. Now, we heard word of Pedri Vonnenberg booting up for Austin Elite at a spry 38 years young. So let's set the line at 38. Will there be a player who's going to start a game at age 38? Woo! There's only a couple guys that are even that old. Like, I know Mike Palafau has been around forever. He's probably in his mid to late 30s. Some of these Canucks are, are yeah? knocking on the end of their career i'm only 27 and by the time i'm 38 i might not even be able to walk from all the red we had been playing so uh, i don't think you see him getting a start yeah yeah we'll see um youngest player 20 years old yeah are there going to be any 20 year olds who get a start here in mlr rugby what have you heard well there's some youngins out there but i don't think they're getting a start yeah yeah, I heard Mika Cruz is playing well, gelling with the Glendale team. We don't know how old he is. We don't have birth records. Uh, they're saying on their site 19, 19, 20 then. Uh, Glendale's site says 19. He hits it, he's a baby. Maybe he hits for him and gets a start. Who knows? Uh, so I guess we will go uh, no. Over on that. Yeah, and over. Over 20 years old. Uh, next prop bet. On-field fights. One and a half fights this season. I'm not just talking benches clearing brawls because that's probably not going to happen. But, uh, you know, fisticuffs. A little uh, player loses his temper, takes a couple swings. One and a half fights over under. I'm going under. I, oh, you're so well behaved. Well, I mean, I think they're going to try to, you know, keep it class. I don't know, though. There's some unpredictability <laughs> in some of these, you know, people bringing in from overseas and, and some of the older folk, you know. Yeah, no. And, and I'm sure, like, fast yellow and red cards and actual contract expectations from owners and coaches will probably quell any on-field fights. Uh, but let's not limit ourselves to on-field fights. <laughs> What about uh, Twitter fights? Twitter fights. Are we going to have players just tagging each other and call-out posts? I mean, you see plenty of drama in the NBA. I would love if MLR just turned into an absolute Twitter circus. <laughs> Rugby media fights, perhaps? Uh, a couple of reporters going at each other's throats. I know Grant Cole loves to rep the Houston Sabercats. Uh, never met the guy. Just he seen his online personality. He, he but, boy, is there classy. a lot going there. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? One and a half under. I, I want. I don't know about you. My bad person who wants to see an actual fight. I mean, it's entertaining. Nah, you would know, you grow watching some NASCAR? Eh? Yeah, whatever. Uh, on to our next prop bet: Doug Schoeniger sightings. Uh, for those who don't know, old uh, old Dougie was the founder and the money behind pro rugby. And let's just say things went sour. Pro rugby did not last more than one year, and he stopped playing payers their owed contracts. Poor Doug, halfway through. Poor Doug. Um, I'm going to include media sightings. Uh, so let's say th- three and a half Schoeniger sightings. This sightings? Week. Yeah. Meaning like, sightings. Says he, if he tweets, I could just see him, honestly, I could see it right now. I could see him 
hunkering up like Trump does at Mar-a-Lago, hitting a Sunday morning just super sour that there's a new successful pro league where his should have been, and he just starts trashing MLR rugby on Twitter. So you think he just listens to his lawyers just as well as Trump does then, yeah, too? Yeah. yeah. Like, so he's just going to go off the handle. He's going to get it. Oh, Dougie. Sour. We're, we're, we, might, we might make it a weekly, weekly bit. Where in the world is uh, Doug Schoeninger? <laughs> um, I can see him right now. Maybe an in-person sighting. He's uh, in the stands, thick shades, maybe a hat pulled over, watching the game. Fake mustache. Yeah, on. and just tears streaming down his face because he knows. It could have been. This could have been my league. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, see if Doug pops his head out of his hole this year in the MLR uh, premiere year. Um, but let's uh, end it with a more serious prop bet. Who's going to be our season's points leader? I mean, when you think about total points, it's anybody who takes kicks. Right. <laughs> so right now we're hearing Sam Windsor, Zach Pangelinan taking kicks off the tee for Houston. Ben Seema for San Diego. Will Maggie, Max Deachaval for Glendale. Uh, I don't know who's taking Utah's kicks, but I bet Josh Whippy. Uh, he has insane accuracy. Um, yeah. Anybody who's going to be kicking off a tee, Taylor Haddon or J.P. Eloff for NOLA. Um, who knows? Yeah, I, I think that's... I think a, we'll tease it. We'll wait till like week three or four. And we're going to do this with tries leaders too. We don't want to pick in the beginning of the year. Right when that try leader table's all knotted up, we'll take our uh, our uh, favorites. We'll give them some odds and we'll let the fans decide. little early shout to Ben Seema. He's been... He, he kicks quite well. And if, if San Diego can put their back line to, to use out there, I mean, they're going to be playing. scoring some tries. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and this is going to bring us to our player try survivor pool. Um, it's a pretty simple concept. Anybody who has uh, done one of these in an office pool at the NFL knows week to week, you get to pick a team who you think is going to win. Uh, but once you pick that team, you can't pick them for the rest of the uh, season. We're going to do that similar um, in a similar fashion, but with players scoring tries. So each week, we're just going to pick four people who we think are going to dot down that week. Uh, and we're going to have one lock for double points. Um, yeah, that's it. And then week two, you got to go back to the well, and uh, I'm sure by week seven or eight, the well's going to run pretty dry. Um, but I'm going to go and start in week one with Zach Pangelina, the playmaker for Houston. Loves the tri zone, got a nose for it, the smiling assassin um, representing Guam. Um, I'm also going with Cam Dolan, number eight for uh, the Legion. Just gets his hands all over the ball, as yeah. we've seen uh, when he plays with the Eagles. Sebastian Calm for NOLA. Uh, maybe I'll score off a couple malls here and there, but every NOLA game I've watched, this guy gets 10, 15, sometimes 20 carries. Yeah. Loves the ball. And lastly, the lock. My lock is Sean Davies uh, for Glendale. He's going to have his hands all over the ball, um, and everybody's expecting Glendale to run wild. We'll get that when we handicap each game, uh, but I've seen this guy. He chases down every break. He's all over it. Expect Sean Davies to dot down. So, again, my four are Zach Pangelinan, Cam Dolan, Sebastian Calm, and Sean Davies. I'm going to go with uh, Colin Isau, and hopefully he's uh, involved heavily. It's just fun to watch. Matt Houston. Uh, I think is is gonna show off a little bit out there on uh, Saturday and Phil Mack, boy, player coach. I hope I hope he can do more playing. Uh, <laughs> that player coach role is pretty damn hard. But my lock's gonna be Zine and Gwenya. 
Uh, if they let him loose, you know, he's still scoring. He's just, yeah. He's left Brian Habana for he's dead. still living off of that highlight rate. <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, check back in with that player try survivor pool each week. Um, and as we thin out uh, the talent, we're going to have to dig deep in the well, really do our research. Um, we love sources and scoops, so... Uh, if you know anything, you got a player you think is going to be hot, slide in the DMs, uh, let us know. Rugby pick them. But let's get to our week one matchups, Johnny. Let's set the lines. All right. Here we are. Week one matchups. Can I just start? A general rule of thumb for NFL gambling is the home team is going to get a three and a half point advantage, right? If two teams are dead set even, you know, the crowd, the travel, whatever that goes into a game. And anybody who's traveled on the road for rugby knows. You got to get up, you get on a plane, you stay in the hotel. It certainly gives the home field an advantage. That's so fair. we're always going to kind of factor that three and a half points towards the home team. Let's also mention that we are completely working in the blind here in week one. Yeah, we've seen the preseason, uh, but by week four, we'll have enough of a data set to more accurately, accurately predict these lines. For now, we got to do what any gambler hates to do because he's almost always wrong. Trust your gut. Um, and before we get to that, I got to call out the Las Vegas sports books out there who do not have the MLR available to bet on yet. I know these bookies, they want a sure thing. They want to know about a league. They want some background before they start <laughs> letting people openly gamble against it. But let me just go through the top four uh, online sportsbook sites and tell you some of the crazy prop bets they have and still don't have any rugby. Mybookie.ag, there's a religion section where you can bet on what the Pope's next name is going to be. There's a politics where early 2020 election odds. And they have Aussie Rules football handicapped. No rugby. BetDSI.com, they have an early prop bet on Elon Musk's flamethrower, whether he's going to end up shipping it. His company, Boring, apparently makes flamethrowers. There's odds to whether that'll get shipped, whether people will actually get. Whether so people are, yeah, people are betting on Elon Musk's uh, flamethrower, but not rugby. They have Supreme Court ruling odds. How do you think the Supreme Court is going to rule against this case? You can bet against that. Bet DSI, no rugby. Sportsbook.ag, they have a rugby tab, but it's only for 2019 World Cup odds. Uh, Intertops has a rugby page as well. They only have 2019 World Cup winners and Six Nations on Six Nations odds. And la lastly, BetOnline.ag. Um, they did have a bit of a built-out rugby page. They have week-to-week -week Super Rugby and uh, Rugby Cup uh, European Cup champion season winners. To all those, my bookie, BetDSI, Sportsbook, Intertops. You want free lines? We're giving them here on Rugby Pick'em. Easy money. There's going to be plenty of people trying to get their gambling uh, addiction out who love rugby. Um, let's just call those sports, those bookmakers out right now. You're scared. You're scared. I get it. It's a new league. You don't want to set the lines yet. But if you're setting odds on uh, Supreme Court rulings and uh, the next Pope's name, then you have a... I think you should. Bob. I think it's a good big Bob. Yeah, I think they, they, they should get the MLR involved. All right. Well, let's get to the points here. Uh, first game we're handicapping. Nola Gold at Houston Sabercats. Again, two teams playing with some decent cohesion. And I think early season, 
Uh, it's a big deal uh, for these teams uh, to get an edge by playing as a team, you know, especially with some people coming in late, people flying in and everything like that. So this is going to be a good one. I think uh, give Houston the home advantage, which for, sure. for us is that, that three right. and a half points, um, maybe, you know, a few more on top of that, that we're talking about uh, a try, an unconverted try on top. Let's give them. It's eight points. Houston minus eight at That's home. A good spread at home. That's a and, tough spread. Ooh. And some would say, uh, you know, Houston deserves a little more credit than that. But I think it's going to be Nola's got everything to play for coming into it. Too. I mean, Houston's played this crazy long preseason, so they should be hitting form. But you know, Mike, I'm I'm kind of leaning back in the camp that Nola's already made this trip. They've been training since the new year. Eight and a half, or we said eight even. Uh, eight is even. the spread here. That's a good spread. Um, I think I'm going to lock in NOLA week one. I'm right off the bat taking my first underdog, which I may regret. Uh, but I'll take NOLA and the points. I think this one's going to be tight. It could come down to a kick. Eight points is uh, a bit too much for me to pass up. I think Houston's able to, to cover it. But Ooh, Johnny's fading me right off the bat. Hey, we got to be, you know, we're right. gang here, buddy. All right. So I'm going with Nolan. The points, Johnny thinks Houston's going to cover that eight. Next game, San Diego Legion at the Seattle Seawolves. This is going to be played Sunday. Um, now the pundits and the talking heads all over the sites, Everybody's kind of leaning towards the Legion as the favorite here. Now, here's my take is you have Seattle with kind of an older core group. And then you have the new age, new Eagles, San Diego Legion who haven't spent as much time together, but have a ton of athletic talent. I'm considering these teams pretty even. And considering Ooh. Seattle has that home game playing up there in the, the mildly boring, rainy Northwest. Um, we're going to set this line at Seattle minus 3.5. Uh, and by that, we mean Seattle is the favorite given three and a half points uh, in San Diego coming on the road, getting three and a half. Yeah, I think Seattle is going to surprise some people, to be honest. I think this is a, that's a fair assessment you have. I still, I'm going to take the Legion on that. Ooh, I'm going to fade you. Give me those Seawolves at home. I'm taking veteran experience. And, um, yeah, I just think Seattle's going to gut this one. They're going to cover the three and a half. And lastly, the game of the week, Austin Elite Rugby at the Glendale Raptors. Rugby Pick'em will be there, boots on the ground, getting all the scoops. Um, we're just going to go there and enjoy the game. The rugby commentators for CBS Sports, they're going to be there. It's going to be... You know, it's going to be a mixed bag. The weather report looks a little... Well, well, we'll have to call into our we'll, resident we'll, expert. We'll check on the weather yeah. report here, get some details. But let's that. be honest, Glendale's got to be heavy favorites. Uh, going back to the original years of the PRP, this core group has just done nothing but win. Last year, where there was kind of an off-year professional rugby in between pro rugby and professional rugby, they just pumped teams week in and week out. They've only added talent. Um, this is not a slight on Austin, but we've seen very little. They've yet to win in the preseason. My initial line was going to be 17 and a half, but I'm bumping it up. Glendale, minus 21 and a half. I take Glendale with that line still. I think they're, they've showed that they're able to play as a team. Again, this, this first week or two, these first few weeks, really, teams that play cohesively are going to dominate. <sighs> and 
And again, we could be way off here. This is a week one line. Traditionally in the NFL, sports books get eaten up week one through week four because let's be honest, I mean, nobody's in there in minicamp knowing who's doing well. You kind of got to see a product yeah. before they can tighten their lines up. I do hope that Austin proves it's a big wrong. line, but you still think Glendale's going to cover here? I think they're going to cover. I want to fade you so badly, but you're on the my game. gut says Glendale's going to cover the yeah. 21 and a half. I'm locking in with Glendale. Um, so that's going to be our... Oh, and each week we are going to set the over-under total points for the game for of the, the week. Game of the week. Um, should we give our uh, our friend Harpal a call? Yeah, dial it up. Yeah, let's go uh, call our expert. Hello. Hey, Arpo. What's up? Yeah, yeah. It's the boys that, uh, from Rugby Peckham. How you doing, Arpo? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm uh, back in the mile high city, just hanging out on Capitol Hill and just loving life. Yeah, I'm sure you're uh, stoked for sun or Saturday's back game. Down. Yep. Back in town for the big MLR match this weekend. All right. Well, we're setting the over-under at 54 and a half points. What are you hearing? What are the inside scoops? What's the pitch like? 54 and a half. Well, uh, I, was, I, I did a walk by uh, Infinity Park uh, last night, and uh, uh, weather comes Saturday morning. supposed to be uh, entered to a snow on the ground. But uh, I checked the weather, and uh, it's supposed to warm up, and hopefully it'll be all uh, melted off and uh, nice and uh, dry by then. So, uh, how heck, I'm expecting Glendale to score a lot of points. I, I'm guessing uh, Austin maybe a try or two, but... Uh, all right, hammer the over. <laughs> Harpo uh, says... Yeah, I'm going with the over. Harpo it, it, says... It's got to be over. They, uh, the Glendale, they always score 40, at least 40 points a match anyway. So, uh, over. All right. Put my money on the over. You heard that straight from the, the scoops master himself, Harpo. He's down there. He's seen the pitch. He knows what kind of conditions we're going to see. Hammer the over at 54 points. And, uh, Harpo, we'll see you at the game. Hey, don't forget, I'll be hanging out at the Tri Club. So you get up there and buy me a beer, buddy. <laughs> Done. All right, we'll be checking in each week with Harpo. You know, he's the scoops master. He's, he's going to have boots on the ground each week, letting us know about that rugby uh, MLR game of the week. Uh, but that brings us to a wrap. Uh, Utah is on an MLR bye, but they're playing a Canadian club. Uh, Johnny, let's set the uh, attendance over under at 6,500. Woo-wee. You think I'm being generous? Optimistic, maybe. I hope so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that as an under. But um, boy, I would really love yeah. for them to prove me wrong. <laughs> well, uh, on behalf of my co-host Uncle Johnny, I'm BT. Come back each week for all the spreads, Vegas books. You know you want our lines. You know you want to dip your toe in that MLR pool. Uh, we will see all you guys next week on Rugby Pick'em.
We want to hear from the listeners. If you have a funny prop bet, a great story from a drink up or tour, or just a cheeky quip, call 970-645-6222 and leave a voicemail. If the audio is good, we'll use it next week's Pick'em. Again, 970-645-6222. Shout out to Elliot Dillon Herzog, the rat bag out in Pure Wool in New Zealand. You're a degenerate gambler and you always will be. Matt Clement on the trumpet, one of the best blues, jazz, improv artists I've ever played with. Evan Geist on the cover art. And uh, our middle school band who helped accompany us on our outro. More to come next week on Pick'em. Pick'em.